Well, I'm so excited about today. Okay, thank you. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to be able to be here today and represent community kids. Um, today, we are handing out BGMC certificates. Um, our goal for this year, for last year now was $1,500, and we raised $1,600 and 15 cents. So I want to say thank you to the parents, grandparents, church family that supported us and helped us. And before I hand out certificates, I want to tell you our goal for this year. Our goal is to take a slice out of BGMC, and we're teaming up with the youth this time. And for every $100 that my kids raise, they get to pie Brother Jason in the face. For every $100 that the youth raises, Miss Monica gets a pie in the face. So um, I know that my children are going to protect me and they're going to do their best. Our goal for this year is $2,000. And we got this. So I'm excited. Today I'm going to hand out certificates and when they leave, then we're going to go to Children's Church. In Children's Church, they each receive a goodie bag and get to dig in to the prize bucket. And so we're just so excited. I'm going to call out everybody's name and let them come line up. And then I'm going to tell you our top seven. And I want to tell you, these kids raised some money. They dug in ditches. We had some kids taking little metal detectors, finding coins. And it just means a lot because we are helping other kids that don't have the privilege of having the ability to get to stuff, to get their hands on stuff. So we're just so awesome. And I'm so excited for community kids this year. So here we go. And if they're not here, I'll hand them to the parent or grandparent after church. Riley Nails. Jaden Hart. Adriana Harris. Come on, girl. Stand right there. Ashley Harris. Smile. Zach Harris. Woo! Blaine Johnson. Stand right down there. There you go. Shay Specs. Ty Specs, Alexa Specs, Aubrey Fitzgerald, go Aubrey, Brooke Fitzgerald, Cameron Woolley, Jonah Law, Elizabeth Smith. Piper Law. Harper Beckett. Uh-oh. Sam Beckett.
made in nails. Aiden, I'm going to hand you Riley's too. And next year we're going to have so much more. But I'd like now to give you the top seven. And there were all of them were so close. But these top seven really, like each week, if it was only 50 cents, they were each week. In seventh was Brooke Fitzgerald. Six was Zach Harris. Five was Ty Specs. Fourth was Alexis Specs. Third was Piper Law. Second was Shay. And in first place was Elizabeth Smith. So on behalf of Community Kids, we just want to say thank you for supporting us. And we look forward to being able to get your money this year. It is so encouraging to, um, thank you guys, uh, it is so encouraging to know that Pastor Monica is leading our, our young, our youngest uh, group in such a way, man, it's so good, she's teaching these kids, and some of them, we, we were doing JBQ, which is Junior Bible Quiz, and I'm not going to say who it was, but it was Ty. And uh, they were, she was like, what do you, th she, they're asking questions, right? And she's like, well, you answer one, Pastor JB. And I was like, I have a phone call, <laughs> you know? So uh, anyway, well, hey, um, I want to do something before, y'all, I've really felt that this is something we say in Pentecostal church, we felt the presence of God in the place. And I have this morning so good. I am just pumped. This is a, man, I just, I feel so good about church this morning. And I want to do something before we go any further. Um, uh, there are three churches, Pastor Daphne kind of mentioned this, that are not meeting in person today uh, because they've had COVID outbreaks. And so before we go any further, um, I want to lift those churches up right now. Come on, can we do that? God, I just pray right now that you bring healing uh, to these three churches, God, that are, that are being affected by this virus right now. God, I believe that you are a healer, uh, you're a redeemer. I just pray right now for each and every member of those churches, God, that is facing this situation. God, and I pray for the pastors of those churches, God, that they have uh, peace, God, that they persevere. I know this is frustrating. God, it's, a, it's kind of a scary thing as a pastor. God, be with them. Holy Spirit, be in their homes. God, be with them right now as they minister, uh, even on, on the net, God. Uh, just be with them. And in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Well, I want to start a series today, and I am a mega nerd about what we're talking about, so we'll probably be here at least, it's 10.33. Uh, what time is Chavo's open? Uh, what, time do they, what time do they close? And uh, Anyway, we might be here a while. Um, so I, we want to share a, a series of messages called Alpha and Omega, and that means beginning and the end. And so uh, today we're going to talk about creation. And I am so absolutely stoked about this. Y'all, I, I just, I nerd out about this. You guys, some of you might have seen, I posted on Instagram earlier and I had like all these books stacked up on my desk. And I was just absolutely geeking out over this stuff. Uh, but, but something 
in our society um, that, that I think is a myth, and we're going to just throw that myth out today, is that uh, science and faith do not coexist. But I want to tell you something. The truth is, not only do science and faith coexist, but they complement each other. Come on, somebody. Not only do they coexist, not only are they walking down the same path, but they got their arms around each other, okay? Because when we look at, at science, we look at physics, we look at our universe, we see what God did, all right? And so today, uh, the beginning of this message series, Alpha, we're going to talk about the beginning. All right, and you, you, you think I'm going to tell you to turn to Genesis 1-1, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, if you want to turn, uh, we've got a lot today, um, a lot of single verses. If you want to turn to one that we're going to read all together, uh, why don't you turn to Isaiah 40 uh, with me. And the rest of them, if you want to try to catch up, they'll, they'll put them on the, on the screen if they can. But uh, we're going to read a lot of verses today. Um, but first, I want to tell you, you guys remember my cousin? Some of y'all remember my cousin. I heard a comment. Okay, well, well, hey, my cousin, we hadn't talked about my cousin a lot lately, and I thought, you know what, I had a relevant story. Uh, and so since we're talking about the universe, we're talking about our galaxy today, we're talking about some nerdy space stuff. And so I, there's a story that happened to my cousin. Uh, his wife uh, was, was a major space nerd. Uh, she, she wanted to go to space camp even though she was too old, and she, she just loved that kind of stuff. She liked to go to Cyport and all that stuff, and uh, so she even believed in aliens, little green men, and so like my cousin, he bought her a telescope for her birthday, real nice, high-powered, and she was, oh, that's really cool, she's excited, and so they, they went out of town, they drove, they found a big hill, and, and they got up on that hill, and they were going to look at the stars, and, and so he thought he'd be funny, and he thought he was going to jump in front of the telescope, and so he kept getting in front of it, he kept getting in front of it, and she would, she would move it every time. And he said, what? He said, I'm trying to play a joke on you. She said, I know, and I'm trying to see intelligent life. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> man, so uh, our goal today and the rest of the series, we want to have a biblical understanding of not only uh, our past, of the beginnings of God's creation, but we want to have a biblical understanding of the future. We want to understand what the Bible tells us is in store. Come on, we read uh, Jeremiah, uh, was it 29? Today in Sunday school, we talked about that God has plans for us. He has a future for us. And so we want to study those things, but we want to study uh, how he created as well. Listen, uh, we serve a God of purpose and of truth. He created you, and you are not an accident. You have a purpose, and even if you encounter someone with a bad attitude, you can rest on the fact that no matter what they think about you, you matter to the composer of the entire universe. And he fine-tuned all creation so that you could exist and be with him. Come on, that's powerful. So Alpha, the beginning. When we look at uh, ancient religions of the world and their teaching, uh, we see a lot of false gods who create um, within time. Uh, and that space and time are eternal. The Bible, however, contains more information about our universe than all of these other books. 
all of these other ancient religious texts. More information about our universe, and not only our universe as a whole, but its beginning. And the Bible stands apart by stating that space and time are not eternal themselves, but were created by an eternal being. Revelation 22:13 says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. Um, Revelation 1:8 says, Who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 21:6 says, And he told me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. So let's go back to Genesis 1-1. That's one we all wanted to look at a while ago. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Did you know that the Bible actually teaches us that God existed and was active before this creation event? In fact, God's plan of redemption for us existed even before time began. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Jesus before the beginning of time. Titus 1 and 2 says, In the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. Come on, somebody. The, the creator of the universe, the creator of the universe, loved you before the universe even existed. Wow. That's hard to wrap your head around. I like to say big brain. Oh, that's a big brain thing. Some of this is some big brain stuff. And it's really difficult for our little minds and our little hearts to grasp that, that a creator loves us that much. And so I want you to keep that in your mind. When someone tries to act a fool to you, think about that. You know what? You can be mad. You can post something ugly. But God loved me before any of this. Come on, that's so good. For many years, astronomers and physicists held the atheistic view that the universe just simply exists. But over the last few decades, many uh, space-time theorems uh, state that, uh, that state that any universe that expands on average has a space-time beginning, implying a causal agent outside of space and time who creates space, time, matter, and energy. These theorems hold such sway that many atheist physicists and astronomers have conceded their atheistic view in favor of a deistic view. And the, this, de, this deistic view stops at the idea, however, of a creator and assumes that this intelligence is now inactive. My goal this morning is to point out, using both the Bible and some established uh, scientific facts, that the creator is not just a cosmic intelligence, but yet a personable God 
who cares for each and every one of us individually. So the first thing I want to point out today, I want to break these down. Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not an astrophysicist. I'm a guy <laughs> that is a nerd and tries to read his Bible and study it to the best of his ability. But I think that this is very important for us to know because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there in the world that think that they can grab a, a bunch of science and throw it at a Christian and trample them. But it's so important to me not just as a geek, but as a man of God, that I see that God's fingerprint is all over creation, all over even, this, even science. His fingerprints are all over the place. So the first thing we want to talk about is God creates a place and a plan for us. Isaiah 40, if you're there, jump over to verse 10, and it says, Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom. And gently lead those that are with young. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. And spreads them like a tent to dwell in. I want to blow your mind real quick. Y'all, I got, my mind got blown a few times. And if it ever happens, y'all, if you're with me and we're like at district council or something and somebody real smart is preaching and like, and they blow my mind, listen, because you hear it, it, it'll be a big, huge explosion. It'll go like, <laughs> so listen, listen real close. We can prove. Science has proven the expansion of our universe. We can measure it. We can watch it. There are labs in, uh, oh my goodness, I think it's Washington. There's one in Louisiana, and there's one in Europe that measure gravitational fluctuations. We can uh, not really watch the expansion of the universe, but we can look at galaxies that are uh, uh, 8 billion light years away, and we can see that they're really close together in clusters, and we can look at galaxies that are 12 billion light years away and see that they've moved apart. And so we can tell that our universe is, expand is, is expanding. Can I tell you something? A lot of people get nervous about the words Big Bang. Not talking about the show. Hello, Sheldon Cooper. All right? Listen, a lot of people get really nervous about the words Big Bang because they think that that implies that there's not a God. Can I tell you something this morning, Community Church North Webster? When God said, let it begin, it was a Big Bang. And creation is still going on right now. He is still a life-giving creator because he said, bang, go, be alive. It is good. Come on, that's in, that's in the book. Y'all go read it. So the expansion of the universe, can you tell I get excited about this stuff? The expansion of our universe was theorized in the early 20th century, but the Bible taught it thousands of years before with five different biblical authors describing it. If the, and watch this. Uh, if the initial expansion of the universe had been different by one out of 10 to the 60th, 
Y'all, that's 10 with 60 zeros. I heard somebody talking about the lottery. I don't think it's that high yet. Listen, if, if things had been different by just that little minute chance, the universe would have either quickly collapsed into itself or expanded too rapidly for stars to form and life would be impossible. But God knows what he's doing. I need a volunteer. Who, this is, y'all, y'all were wondering why Jonah really wanted to get up on the stage a while ago. Now you know. So I need a volunteer. Who is the best shot in this room? Come on, somebody. Somebody that's a crack shot. You, McK- Come on, McKenzie. Come on. Oh my, second try. Y'all pray. Oh, one more. If she hits it, uh, her dad's going to buy her a pizza. Woo! All right, thank you, Mackenzie. Thank you. That was pretty close. Let me tell you something. Thank you. Come on, y'all, y'all clap for that girl. Come on. Let me tell you something. The probability with the, that, that large number, 10, 1 out of 10 to the 60th, 10 with 60, zero, uh, 60 zeros, the probability of that happening is like hitting this target with a 22 rifle if it's on the other side of a 22 billion light year wide galaxy, universe. That's the probability. Come on, let me tell you something, Miss Stacy. God never misses. God never misses. You are created for a purpose. You are worth so much. You are a prize. And not only does God value you, not only did God create you for a purpose, he's got a plan for your life. Come on. Man. When we get in the will of God and we get to follow in that plan, we don't have to worry about tomorrow because he holds tomorrow. The second thing I want to talk about is that God sustains us and grows us. Colossians 1.16 says, For in him all things were created, <clears throat> things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. 17, he is before all things, and in him all things Hold together. Come on, somebody say hold together. For God was pleased to have all his fullness, which means creation, dwell in him. And through him, 
to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. How many of us have faced situations in our lives where things started to fall apart? Come on. How many times have we watched someone fall apart and thought, God, be with that person because I can't do it. I can't save them. But I can see the armor begin to break and fall apart and the the vulnerabilities begin to show. We've seen that happen and it's broken our hearts for people. Come on. God is able to hold us together. And when we begin to fall apart, if we can fall back into his arms and let us uh, dwell, let us uh, be brought to him. It says uh, he was pleased to have fullness, which, which means creation, dwell in him. Come on. Not only is God ready to hold you together, but he is happy to hold you together. Man, have you ever been helped by somebody and it put them out? I love the story where uh, I, I did a really stupid thing and I didn't. Y'all ever drive a trailer and you didn't check the, the thing? You know, something bad will happen. If you don't make sure a trailer is hooked up to the back of your truck, you will be driving your truck thinking you good, you know, listening to some Vanessa Carlton, and then you will see a flash of movement, and, and the trailer will be passing you up. And you will say to yourself, oh, my. You know, you will say to yourself, that trailer looks like mine. Man, I want to tell you, I, I, that happened to me one time. And the tra- I watched this trailer. It had a lawnmower on it, too, y'all. And it went flopping and flipping, and it ended up in a ditch full of water over by uh, Calvary Baptist uh, on Main Street between Spring Hill and Cullen. And I thought, what do I do? And I called Sean. And, man, Sean comes running. And I didn't need Sean. to. I was in the water I was trying to get the trailer. I didn't need Sean to jump in the water. Sean jumped in the water. <laughs> he didn't even ask. He was just there. And that water, I think, has something gross in it because it smelled real bad. But listen, I put him out bad. And I said, man, Sean, I'm sorry. that I, I'm sorry. He said, hey, I'm happy to help. Y'all, that's powerful. And I want to tell you that, that not only is God ready to hold you together, but he's happy to hold you together. He's happy to draw you unto himself. So don't you ever think that something is too small for a universal God. Come on. Don't you ever think that something is too small to bring to your father in heaven and say, I need help with this. Because guess what? Those arms are wide open, but they're ready to close in around you. The third thing I want to talk about today is that God walks with us. When God created man, uh, mankind, uh, he was able to dwell with them. Genesis 3 mentions that Adam and Eve heard God walking in the garden. This sound was like a rushing wind. At, yeah, I'm about to get Pentecostal in a minute. Just be ready. Just be ready. I got something good for you. Just be ready. I feel it coming. Oh, let me get that, uh, let me get that thing over there. Let me get that, uh, uh, that hanky. Listen, uh, when, when Adam and Eve heard God walking in the garden, the sound was like a rushing wind. Okay, they heard him coming. This wind was ahead of him. At that point, however, sin had entered our hearts. We had messed up. Any of y'all ever mess up? Let me tell you something, I mess up a lot. I get mad and I get frustrated. 
And I have to say, Jesus, I need you with me right now. Holy Spirit, I need you in this truck. I need you in this office. I need you in this kid's bedroom. Sin had entered the heart of man and caused us to be removed from his presence. Do you get that? And we're going to talk more about the fall of man next week. But, but when, 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 when we sinned, we lied to God and, and we, we disobeyed his, what he told us to not do. We couldn't dwell personally with God anymore. His presence was removed from us because God's holy. You know what I'm saying? God is holy and we walked away from that. But God loves us and desires to be with us. And so the day that man fell, God said, don't worry, I've got a plan. And he said to the serpent, which is that old enemy that messes with you, that tries to derail you. He can't defeat you, but he's going to try to distract you. But you know what God said? He said, there is one coming who is going to crush your head. And you might wound him, but he will be victorious. Come on. And so look at this. So God made a way. The creator is capable. Not only did he just create our universe and create this planet that we love so much, but he is able to create a way for you even in 2021. And when we wake up tomorrow morning and see another history, y'all tired of living through historic events? Man. I think there's a lot of people that thought when 2020 ended, they were going to trade that in and get this new, brand new model. 2021 It's going to be shiny and have that smell. It's going to be awesome. And so a lot of people were really freaked out and shaken when the very beginning of 2021, some stuff happened. And so even when we struggle and we think that, man, it's not going any better than it was, we might as well give up. Even in our struggle, even now, God creates Away, And so let me get back to this text, or let me get back to these notes. So he made a way, and 4,000 years after mankind walked away from God, the sound of a rushing wind announced his presence again. And on the day of Pentecost, God's presence, what we call the Holy Spirit, came to fill us. Oh, that's good. Come on. And so that means that no matter what I face, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how messed up the situation, I can stay true. I don't have to give up because I have the Holy Spirit, because I have God's presence, and I know he holds tomorrow. I wish somebody, come on. I wish somebody, come on. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I serve a God that's big and mighty and so much greater than anything. That's why we sang that song. There is nothing better than you. Come on. There's nothing better than you. That's so good. That's so good. Let me finish with this. I'm going to drop one more little nerdy thing on you, and then I'll let you go. You remember the song when he was on the cross 
I was on his mind. Come on, that's so much. We don't realize the implications of that. I want to tell you something. God, let's go back to the very beginning, the very first thing I, I talked about. talked about time and eternity, okay? Let me, let, me, let me drop something on you. See, God exists outside of time. He can, he can uh, exist within time without. He is eternal, okay? He existed before time. He says, it says he will exist after. I am the beginning. I am the ending. So I want to tell you something. Don't you know, if my God is eternal, when his son was suffering on a, cry, on a cross for me, that not only was he able to be in that moment fighting for my redemption, but he also held the moment when I said yes. Come on. If I can't make the cross more personal to you than that, I don't know how. That Christ literally, literally knew you, knew your face when he was on that cross. When he struggled up that hill, when he fought, when the nails went in, when they pulled out his beard, when they put that crown of thorns on his head to try to bring shame to his majesty. In those moments, I was literally on his mind. That's Jesus. And that's an eternal creator that sent his son to die for me so that I may live. You know what? We did something last week. We all found a, pray, a place to pray. And I want to challenge you, church. Um, as we begin, as we go forward in this series, we're going to talk about some things. And, and I want to challenge you as people of God to get ready. That's something you've heard in church your whole life. Get ready. And I used to remember, uh, not I used to remember, but I remember as a kid, uh, we would preach about end times a lot. And the sound systems were, were really rough back then. And so they would just like explode halfway through the service. And uh, you would look around to see who got raptured. That's called a rapture drill, all right? <laughs> but listen, I want us to really, in this year, come on, this year, I want you to focus on purpose. God, what is your purpose for my life? And, and, and I'm going to do that by getting down on my knees, and I'm going to say, God, show me your purpose for me. And so what I want to do for a few minutes as she plays I want us to all find a place to pray. You can come to this altar. That's where I'm going to be. And I'm going to pray that God keeps pouring out his spirit on my community, on my family.